Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The Osman Faces podcast is now sponsored by Tire Spot, the Northeast's leading tire supplier with branches across the region. TireSpot don't just do tires. They cover everything from servicing to wheel alignment. They can handle every aspect of your car's maintenance. For more information, visit tirespot.co.uk. Enjoy the episode. Hi everybody, welcome back to the Always Smiling Faces podcast on the Gallagher Shots YouTube channel. It is myself, Chris, joined by Mr. Mark Walker tonight. Good evening, Mark. How are, how are you? Good evening, Christopher. I'm very well, thank you. That was very presenter-esque. <laughs> that was like Eurovision. <laughs> Come in, Christopher. <laughs> Can you hear me? Um, tonight, is it's going to be... I don't know which way this is going to go with this episode, Mark, to be honest with you, because I think everybody's still a bit pissed off with everything which happened yesterday despite them being lots of positives from the game lots I, of positives i still have that undertone of being absolutely livid at a few things which happened mainly one thing what three things i make your mind up one three three, three, three minutes <laughs> <laughs> worst three minutes of my life um but Had a few of them just some housekeeping thanks everybody for joining us tonight and um, we were going to have two back-to-back episodes uh, we're going to be having this one with our review of the Newcastle-Liverpool game and a transfer show. Nothing's happening. <laughs> Nothing is happening. Well, not at Newcastle anyway. Not at Newcastle. There's still so, plenty happening in the world of transfers, but just not on our doorstep. I thought it would be wise, rather than me and Mark Satya for three hours tonight, that we just didn't to save yous as well, because... Nobody wants to look at you for three hours. Definitely not. <laughs> 
Definitely not. Uh, but Mark, let's get straight into it. In fact, no, I said I was going to do housekeeping. You were. Um, so thanks for watching tonight. If you do want to subscribe to the uh, channel, you can do just by clicking the button underneath. Um, hit the little bell as well. You get notifications every time we go live or post a new video. There's lots of video scoring out this season. A hell of a lot. The most we've ever published. So we've got match previews, match reviews, um, a fantasy Premier League, which is doing really well good. at the moment as well. You've got extra time. And what else do you have? I think that's it so far. Previews, reviews. And look, yeah. always smiling faces. Of course, us. <laughs> on a Monday. Yeah. But yeah, you've got that on a Monday night as well. Um, but yeah, plenty going out. If you do want to become a member, you do get early access to most of those videos as well. Um, it is as little as two ninety nine a month. And finally, just like the video, helps us out a lot. Do it now. Just yeah. press that little button. Like, thumbs up. Do it now. Do it. Um, so, Mark, let's get straight into it. Newcastle made the dreaded trip to Anfield. Somewhere where Newcastle never really have much luck, to say the least. Um, we knew we had a few injuries. Uh, so mm -hmm. we knew Callum Wilson would definitely be uh, missing. And then, obviously, Bruno was hit and miss. But I think we all came to terms that he wouldn't be featuring whatsoever. Um, Saint was another one, picked up an injury um, against Wolves. I think he scored that goal. Well, that one was still a little bit in the air, wasn't it? There yeah, was... I think we found early on that both players hadn't travelled with the squad. And then, obviously... We didn't know what was happening with the work permit and the clearance uh, for uh, Isaac to yep. be playing as well. Um, so, going into the game, I'm not going to lie, I was a little bit nervous. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're going there with, you know, arguably your, your three best players missing when you look at things on, on paper and what we were missing in Bruno Saint and, and Wilson. Um there was also rumours about Trippier potentially missing as well because he'd obviously had that little bit of a niggle with his hamstring as well um, at the at the weekend, feeling that. So we, were, we weren't quite sure about that. But um, I think we quickly came to terms with with missing those three. And albeit we, we had people to bring in, mm -hmm. I certainly didn't expect Isaac to be starting. Um, I, mm -hmm. I thought it would be... Uh, would up, up top and would would see him on the bench with a bit of a cameo. Um, I think probably the the fitness news maybe just tipped it over the edge and and brought it in. And hey, thank <laughs> thank the Lord it, it did. And that permit came through in time, yeah. and he, he started because, as I'm sure we'll come on to, it was uh, it was quite the debut. It was it was it was a great performance. But we'll, we'll touch on that a little bit later. Um, the, the biggest shock of the evening before kickoff. What was the two centre-backs? Two centre-backs, yeah. So Dan Byrne moved back across in, uh, to centre uh, of defence alongside Jamal Lascelles. Um, Then obviously Matt Target came in at left-back somewhere where Dan Byrne has done quite well since, since he's been asked to play right. there. Yeah. Um, so for me, I was thinking, is, is Eddie Howe looking at this one and thinking, I'm already missing me three key players here in Bruno Saint, Maximin uh, and Callum Wilson. So do I just rest a few of these with, with one eye on mm. the Crystal Palace game? He did mention Cher was maybe maybe had a little bit of a, mm. an issue, but he was still fit enough to be on the bench. Mm -hmm. So yeah, still fit enough to be kicking off uh, <laughs> in, in the diamond moments of the game as well. Um, but uh, you know what is that? I look at that, and, and and even though my brain thought that, I thought Eddie Howe doesn't do that. Eddie Howe won't rest players focusing on the game after this one. Your next game is the one that you've got to focus on, no yeah. matter what. And and since Eddie Howe came in, unlike the previous management, we look at winning games. We don't look at, at sitting back Absolutely. and defending. Yep. And, and that, that's been showcased from the, the second he's came into this football club. And, and we are enjoying every little bit of that. Yeah, I think as fans, though, we 
probably a, a large proportion haven't adjusted to that yet because mm. I've seen a lot of a, a talk in the build-up about people, you know, potentially going five at the back, even having four at the back, but playing share in midfield mm. as a as a defensive midfielder in there just to, to add a bit of protection and stuff I like that. So fans start going, just put a defender as centre yeah, defensive. <laughs> I mean, he's he's played there before and. It didn't go. It used to be, yeah. Didn't go great, did it? Remember, people always want to remember yeah. to play there. Just because you can pass the ball a bit and you've got a decent strike on you, yeah. When you get forward, but I don't know. But yeah, he went. He went with the four at the back, and um, in in all honesty, they didn't do much wrong. They did our read, mate. They did our read. Switched off a couple of times towards the end, but once again, we'll, we'll move on uh, when we get on that one later on. Um, so the the game starts, mate, and. It takes Newcastle a little while to get into it, which you would expect to be to be at Anfield. Um, but the thing which worried me straight away was when Nick Pope went down with yeah, one yeah, yeah. possible migraine. It was when he just said he felt. He, he, obviously, I'm a, an expert lip reader, and he said he felt a little bit dizzy. League one, <laughs> my talents are endless, endless. <laughs> but yeah, he goes down and. He starts pointing at his eyes yeah. as if, like, but he called for the doctor, yeah. Like, when doctor he obviously, sense. when he went down, <laughs> doctor, doctor, I'm feeling a bit dizzy. No more Nick Pope's jumping on the bed. <laughs> it's like, where's that one? But yeah, he goes down with, with an illness, what what looked to be a headache there. Um, I was feigning it. Yeah, so uh, this is where the, the, the time wasting started, apparently. Obviously, in the third minute. Um, but as the game went on, um, Newcastle started growing in the game. And I would arguably say, start to control that game. We looked the more dangerous side in that first half of the game. Yeah, I mean, we were, uh, we were using the counter-attack really well. Um, and not that we were sitting back and kind of, you know, absorbing the pressure and then then hitting them on the break. I just thought it was a it was a good good end-to-end game of, of both teams, you know, up for it and, and going for it. And... The, even with the, the kind of the the weakened midfield, you, you would say, and um, you know, not not our first choice attack. Mm. Um, that might change uh, as as we get going into things. But um, we we did we started we started playing well and and you know, say getting getting into it. And although we, we didn't have as as much possession as obviously Liverpool did, when we did have possession, we were good in it and we were looking to get forward. And get forward with pace and, and with numbers, which which you, you love to see. It's this whole philosophy that he's that he's been talking about, isn't it? And if he wants the identity of Newcastle to be able to be recognised, then uh, I think it's it's certainly starting to develop, and you're seeing you're seeing a lot more of that. I, I think we would have probably saw a different game if Chris would had have been playing, mm-hmm. and that's no disrespect to him as a player, but I think your game plan probably would change um, with Isaac coming in and. Just to start on him for a debut, that's up there. Yeah, he he looked like he's been playing in this league for for seasons upon seasons. He just fit. Yeah, the game, the the tactics and the way we played and with the high press, it just suited him down to a to a T. He, he was you know all over their back four, pressing on them. That wasn't allowing our wide players to get up in the midfield to push onto it. It was just really Liverpool were rattled. Absolutely rattled by it from you know from the moment we started doing them, they they just didn't look comfortable with it. Mm. Um, and you know Eddie uh, Klopp had, had talked talked about it in the pre-match because obviously it was all about them um, before the game as it as it always is. And, definitely... and was uh, you know talking about how Newcastle are a you know 
win the second balls and all of this kind of thing. And um, we just we just went at them and you know didn't didn't let them settle on the ball, didn't give them the time, um, and they just they didn't like it. They looked they looked rattled. It was very similar to Man City. Yeah. We're, we're, they're not used to. So the likes of Man City and, and, and Liverpool, especially those two teams in the league, aren't used to, to teams going for it yeah. and, and trying to win a game. They're looking at basically damage limitation. Most teams and what we used to do. Mm-hmm. And rightly so in some cases, because some teams just don't have those players that, that can physically go and, and contest. But we've gone toe to toe with the teams that finished first and second. Yeah. So, so champions and runners up last season. And we've gone on in last night with a weakened a weakened team, massively damaged team. You just you know you, you you're jumping ahead here, but you 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 want to see what we can do in the reverse fixture with a with a full strength team, mm. and you know see see what we can do then. Going to be a bit feisty, I would say. I think so in that return yeah. leg, yeah. Um, because obviously what happened at the end of the game. Um, it was throughout the game. In in all honesty, I mean, Klopp from from about twenty minutes in was moaning at everything, like constantly and at the fourth official. All of the um, he, he had a, a right beanie's bonnet about Joe Linton because obviously he was do, doing his usual, um, you know, firm tackles and being big and strong. And um, he, he just he's he's really really gone down. In I used to think he was all right as a as a manager. I quite liked him when he first came over, but he's just he's getting more and more bitter and just moans and moans and moans. The now. thing, the thing which I noticed. Not just about Jurgen Klopp, but everything in relation to Anfield and Liverpool fans. The Liverpool fans reacted to what Jurgen Klopp was doing on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. So the more animated he was getting, then the fans were just obviously on his side. And obviously, all going to be so because the fans of that football club. But you, you can see why certain football teams get certain decisions going their way. And it's down to the likes of the managers and the coaching yeah. staff. Because like you said, from that very first whistle to start the game, Klopp is running to the fourth official. He's pissing the morning on the sidelines, contesting every single decision the referee has made, whether that's a free kick, a throw-in, a corner, whatever it may be. He sat there and just watching that, it was draining the life out of me because I was getting so pissed off about his antics and animation and it being the Jurgen Klopp show rather than watching what was happening on the football field because that was two teams that was showcasing the Premier League because it was a fantastic game to watch, even more so for a neutral. And it just became all about him. Yeah. He wanted to be centre stage. And I think it's, it, it's literally comes from the fact that the game wasn't going the way that he wanted the game to go. Yeah, He he wants, and as, as do a lot of the fans, because, you know, as much as I hate to say it, Liverpool now is a, is a destination where they get people going just for the occasion, just to go to Anfield for a for a game, particularly in, in midweek and, and stuff like that. And they just want teams to turn up, roll over, have their bellies tickled and get humped. Mm-hmm. And we didn't do that. We certainly didn't, we do, didn't that. do that at all. And, we certainly uh, didn't do that. And, and like, like you mentioned there, that Joel Linton putting a, f- a few meaty challenges. It's not the win, the win by challenges. are just, just strong, strong challenges. challenges. That's yeah. all that it was. I mean, I've even seen some stupid comments about, oh, this is... This is what Stoke and Wimbledon used to do back in the day. Come on. Stoke and Wimbledon didn't come and play exciting, attacking, fast football. Mm-hmm. Yes, they might have been a bit strong in the in the challenge and put themselves about a bit. I, I, I've got no argument about that. But I would argue you would probably have to do that away from home. Absolutely. So, so, so rather than making this all about Liverpool, because 
we will go on a few rants throughout this this next <laughs> 45 minutes to an hour. Uh, we will go on, on a, a few rants. But I want to mainly focus on Newcastle United because we were good, mate. Yeah. We, we have been really good this season. And we've had a tough start this season, with, with the, especially the way fixtures, you would argue. Brighton isn't an easy place to no, go. No, not at all. Brighton have done well for the yeah. last couple of seasons. Wolves definitely isn't an easy place to go. And obviously, we've had Anfield away there. We, apart from... You could argue the Brighton game was, was a good defensive display, not necessarily football in terms, but the rest of them. And in every home game, we've been fantastic to watch. Mm-hmm. We really have done. Yeah, yeah. And that's an improvement from last season. We're good at the end of last season. We've stepped up a level now. It, it's it's remarkable. I think it's just the the the, the players. And Joe Willick talked about in the interview that he did in the, in the pre-match of how everybody knows the job. They're all really focused on what they want to do. He talked about, you know, dying and fighting for the badge on the shirt and mm. stuff like that and and how kind of aligned the whole team is to to the vision that Eddie Howe's now got for this club and and how we play what our identity is and all that and it's it's just so refreshing and and wonderful to hear that all of our players are are talking in in this way and are are firmly behind it um and as I'm sure we'll come on to the ones that uh, aren't behind that are no longer with us yeah yeah so do you know what it is, right? Let, let's focus on the main man here. So Newcastle United, record signing. He comes in. And and people, yes, you can look at his background, the goals that he scored and things like that, and, and obviously the, the potential that this player has. And yes, you can say he's, he's going to be destined for a decent career. What we saw last night from a debut performance <laughs> at Anfield of all places, and like I said at the very start of this, is he like looked like he had been playing with this team yeah. for God knows how long. And that's without... St. Maxman in the team, without Bruno in the team, when those two come back and you've got Isaac up top there as well, we are going to be a, a force to be reckoned with. Mate. I can't wait until Bruno's on the pitch with him because you know as well as, as I do, he can pick a pass out of nothing. Mm-hmm. And the runs that Isaac was making and the movement that he's got, the pace that he's got, because mm-hmm. that was fright. I knew he was quick, but seeing it you know, at, at times last night, he's electric. That That is going to be something special, feeding him onto the end of them balls. He takes his first goal really well. Leaves a keeper with no chance whatsoever. And, and the, the first goal is good. The, the, the second, second goal, oh. which we'll, we'll, we'll discuss that, right? But we'll talk about it as if the goal stood, first of all. <laughs> then, then we'll come on to, to other things. So, the way he, he runs with that ball and literally sends two Liverpool players to Goodison Park, yep. they are gone. Absolutely gone. Apparently, the best defender in the world <laughs> is on his horse at this point. He's in the, cl- in the cop, isn't he? Then he just drops a shoulder and buries that. I've, honestly, I, I don't know how he could move across the ground that quick and then just turn inside so, so effortlessly. And like you say, they just... Defender goes flying past him. He then drops it again. The other one goes past him. And then the finish is just sublime. Um, for both of them, he's in the positions that he is with, like, I mean, arguably he's got a little bit more time to think on the second one. The first one's a bit more instinctive because mm. it's he's through straight through on the keeper. The finish for both goals are just so, so calm and just... I didn't expect the first goal to go where where he did, mm-hmm. if that makes yeah. sense. And I, th- I don't know whether that's what what maybe caught the keeper out, but his his finishing is just 
first class. I mean, I was excited about when we signed him and just from from what I have seen of him and um, kind of the reputation and stuff like that. But that, what, hour in, in black and white in his first, first game, dear me. There's a comment there saying he's absolutely ice cold, and that's a great way yeah. to, to to summarize his performance. He scores goals, and he barely celebrates yeah. either. He's like, ah, this is what I do. This is what I get paid for. <laughs> but it wasn't until after he'd like celebrate, and then everybody was like congratulating him and stuff. And then he went, "Actually, I didn't really celebrate." And then started yeah. like celebrating with himself with the uh, with the fans. But he was just so just so calm and. In highly pressurized situation as well. 100%. His debut, debut for a club. Record Liverpool, signing. Yeah. Away game at Anfield. Man, and that, he does that. It's th- this kid. I like as as I as I said, we've I've, I've I've been excited about you know since we were linked with him and signed him. Um, it, it came out of nowhere. I didn't even have a chance to to, to even think like when we signed Bruno. For there's no chance we'll we'll yeah. sign him. He's too too good. It just happened. Mm. And you saw in in that one game last night why why he's been linked with so many big clubs, why he's gone gone for that record fee to for us uh, in Kenya, and he's he's perfectly suited. And and that's where you know Eddie Howe and and the coaching staff. Eddie Howe has been a, a long time admirer of him. I mean, he's talked about how he's watched him for for a number of years and has, was was always interested in him. You can you can see why he, he suits. How style of play and what he wants from a striker down to a team. This, this is with minimal time with the team as yeah, well. Yeah, and that's why I didn't think he would start because he like Howard said in his uh, his press conference that although he'd been able to train, it had all been very light sessions and hadn't been able to get into the tactical side of things and and, and that. But that he'd been very impressive and bright and and that's honestly why I thought he would have would have started on the What's bench on the sidelines. Yeah. yeah, but the goal got ruled. Out okay for offside. What's your thoughts on that, Mark? Because I know a lot of people are pissed off about the situation, and it could have went either way. What's your? I think at the at the time of seeing it, I I I didn't think it was off offside mm. of, of when the ball went through. Um, because I, the the ball came from that deep. It, it was it looked as if he kind of he'd started his run before the mm. defender, and then then gone and got beyond him. Um. Obviously, then when you you see the freeze frames, it's tight. Mm. It's very very tight. I don't. I think what hasn't helped is the the lines that they've they've obviously drawn across and stuff like that, and you, you know the the colours that they've used, and it, it almost looks like well, our line is behind the red line and stuff yeah. like that. But I think it's it's difficult to tell. But even in the in the freeze frame, it all it looks that from his body shape alone. That potentially his knee and his shoulder it's is his shoulder is kind use. of a, a, is a head. It's it's the shoulder that they use, and you look at the just just the week before I think it was Rashford. The, yeah, yeah. Rashford yep. gets a goal ruled onside, which is very very similar in regards to, to position wise, and the lines which are, are placed on on the pitch when when they are looking at it. Is it about time? Because they said they were going to do this. That striker gets. That's what I'm looking for. They're meant to get the benefit, benefit of, the, of the decision. Doubt, yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's what they've said from this season. That if it's if it's that tight, then and this was always the the rulers that the, the, the striker got the, the benefit of the doubt. And mm-hmm. that if it was a, a close decision, if they were level, you went with the mm-hmm. with the striker. But 
how many times have we seen use, these type I know, of decisions made? I know they do this, but they're using his shoulder as the reference point. How often do you see goals scored with the shoulder? <laughs> well, that's it. I mean, Callum's saying the the, the same in the the chat there around oh, using using the shoulder, and you don't. But technically, you can score with your shoulder as long as it's above your above your shirt shirt sleeve. It's it's not classed as handball and would would stand. So, but do you think offside the, the VR should be ruling from the, the the part of your body which you've scored with? At that point, I've I've seen that argument as well. Like, it's because you are technically most times on in a in a situation like that, you're going to be scoring with you. Is he getting an advantage here because of his shoulders he's not further getting, ahead? He's not, is he? Because he does he's, a lot of work after that yeah. as well. His feet are his feet are at least level or behind the man. Those two are standing side by side. Mm-hmm. There's no advantage gained by him being s- slightly leant forward. Mm-hmm. It's his pace and his unbelievable skill to be able to turn in the way that he did that creates that goal. Mm. And then his ice cold finish. It's not the fact that he's slightly leaning more further forward than the Liverpool defender. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, that that shouldn't have been ruled out, to be fair, mate. I can see how it could go either way. But for me, if that's the other way around, that gets given. We've seen it, haven't we? If that's Salah, we've seen it. They do not rule that out. So it's, I don't know. It's this is this is the thing with VAR, and we we we've spoken about it loads of times. The media have spoken about it loads of times. If that, yes, you've got the the camera angles, you've got the technology, but there's still a person still at the opinion. end of it, sat in front of a TV screen, making that decision. Mm. But mate, we'll we'll go in one nil up, okay, and. Second half, Liverpool get into it a bit more. How do you think Klopp wasn't in the changing room at half time? Absolutely spitting feather. <laughs> he would the have same as what he was like mental. from second one. <laughs> like a morning little arsehole that he is. He would have been, I would love to see his reaction there because it, it wouldn't be. And do you know what it is? He, he's, he's pissed him on about time wasting. <laughs> Do you know what this? There's, there's a fine line between time wasting and, and good in-game management, right? We did really well in that situation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, and I'll, I'll get on to, to why I don't think we were time wasting in, in, in just a, a minute. But we'll come out second half. Obviously, Liverpool started dominate the game. You would expect expect them to, to do. Yeah, come out with the tails between the legs after getting a, a going over by the the manager at half time. Um, you know more impetus in in looking to get forward i thought salah was was really really quiet he's, he's, um, like he's since morning, yeah like all, all season to be honest he's, he's he's looked out of sorts um Firmino hadn't done much until obviously he popped up with the with the goal um we, we just we managed them really really well um even in midfield that didn't that didn't get much henderson was was invisible. I think once they made those changes in midfield, that that helped mm. them out a, a lot as well. Their first shot on target was actually the goal as well. Um, it's the only time that they the really looked at being dangerous. Really, yeah. Pope didn't really have. A I mean, from a from a Liverpool perspective, it it's a good goal. It's clever from Firmino just to. I mean, again, we we we've talked talked about it a number of times of defenders getting sucked towards mm. the goal, and he just held. Holds back a little bit, arrives late, and he's he's standing there, edge of the box, 
running onto it, free shot mm-hmm. a goal. So in, in in relation to to Liverpool, had lots of corners, lots of corners. Um, Nick Pope collects every single one of them. He was brilliant, wasn't he? Very very commanding of his area, um, just coming out and just plucking everything out of the air, whether it be crosses, corners, mm. a few free kicks that they had as well in in, in a round that they were flowing and in yes, the box. Yes, he, he was winning the balls. He was collecting the balls in the six-yard box, every single one of them, then doing what most goalkeepers will do. Lie on the ground, let his team get out, back into position, then take it from there. Yep. He wasn't necessarily taking the piss where he was holding on to that ball for, no, no, for no. God knows how long. What Pickford does, Pickford does that yeah. a lot. He'll, he'll stay on the deck for ages, Laughing his tits off and sticking his tongue out, then take even longer to get back up and, and, and throw the ball out. Nick Pope, for me last night does nothing wrong. No, I think the, the one that obviously has got everybody up in arms is the one where it's late on in, mm-hmm. in the injury time, but I, I can't recall him, you know, wasting any, any real time during the game. Of, of and going down for any excessive length of time. The other things which we mentioned about this whole time wasting thing as well is players going down with fake and injuries. Well, for me, it was the same. It was the same player every time, Joe Linton, mm. um, who was going down at least three times that I can think of with cramp. But Joe Linton has played absolutely ran his arse off during that game. He was everywhere, mm-hmm. flying all around the place, putting tackles in. So you're going to get. We're playing midweek weekend, yeah. midweek weekend. You're going to get this, and it's early in the season as well. Mm-hmm. So, so it's it's one of those things where if a player feels something, and, and especially cramp, they're going to go down. Every single player does it. You say it, God knows how many times. But because Liverpool weren't winning the game, once again, the highlight is on that yeah. because Liverpool are behind and Newcastle are time wasting, right? What I want to mention, if Newcastle were time-wasting as much as what the pundits... Well, not necessarily pundits, because I don't think pundits have been saying it, It's Liverpool fans and, and, and the likes of their manager and coach and stuff and things like that. If we were wasting time and we wanted and we were happy with the draw, Joe Linton does not try and put that ball in the 95th minute yep. to win the game for yep. Newcastle United. We, we almost nicked it as well. It if is. Anderson had it done a, a bit better... Um, what could have nicked it? Yeah, Joe Linton could have easily went to that corner and waited for the full time whistle to be blown. And, and looking back in hindsight, he probably should have done that. Yeah, it, hindsight's a wonderful thing, isn't it? Uh, you think, and I thought, in on, all honesty, I thought that's where he was heading, and he went out there. But then I think once he got there and he he, he looked up because he, he then basically had a, a bit of an open, he, he got himself to the byline, the was. and Anderson's over the far side completely unmarked. I think even before that. Before the ball goes to Joe, if he, if uh, was it was a Murphy that went through the middle with it? If he looks to the left, Anderson is absolutely flying up outside of him, and if he plays it left, he's he's through, mm. clear through on goal, one on one with the keeper. But it does goes, that, it goes does out that to shout Joe. Out time wasting to you? No, we were we were a team in the dying minutes for it. trying to win. Yeah, a team putting three players in the box. In the 95th minute, no, on th- a counter attack, does not screen time wasting. The time wasting thing is because there was there was two occasions where Joe went down with cramp, and I think one of the times Joe and Lascelles went went down at the same time, and it was when Liverpool were trying to take a, a quick throw in mm-hmm. to keep the, the match going, um, and the referee obviously stopped it. But one another time, he didn't stop it, and Joe was still sat on the floor, and they played around him. Yeah, so. 
what Newcastle were doing, okay, and I get it. We were backs against the walls. They were trying to slow the game down. We, Absolutely. We're taking the sting out of the yeah. game. We're taking the bite away from Liverpool. And that's what we're doing. And rightly so, every single team does it. Why is it all of a sudden, oh, Newcastle aren't allowed yeah. to do that? Every fucker does it. That's it. And it was because, obviously, Liverpool was the, the first time that I've really seen that um, the the rolling ball where they had the, the balls set around the pitch with each of the ball boys and ball girls to be mm-hmm. able to, once it goes out of play, just to give one straight back. So they were wanting to do it, particularly because they, they were up on the edge of our boxes and stuff like that, wanting to just get straight on, on with it and keep keep us hemmed in and under pressure. So, but, I don't know, it's, it's I mean, I, I can see from both both if, things. If that's happening to us at home, in a team where we're trying to, to get into a game and chase after it, and a team are doing that to us, then you're going to be frustrated. If that ball but, goes out of play from that chance, Anderson, Julian, I'm passing the ball in, that's full-time. Aye. 100% full-time. The referee blows for full-time there. The fact that the ball stays in play, Liverpool go down, then get the corner. If that goes out for a goal kick, the referee blows yeah. for full-time. The fact it goes out for a corner, the referee goes right. They're in a, a, an advanced position. It's goal-scoring opportunity here from a corner, technically. He allows that to play on. And the scenes, well, to be fair, first of all, we should have done a hell of a lot better in defence-wise than what we did in that position because the ball's bouncing around. Yeah. It's, you know what it is? It just wouldn't drop, would it? Nah, it's a lucky hit that. He doesn't mean to put that up where he puts it. He just hits and hopes that. And rightly so, he's in the six-yard box. That's what you'd expect any player to do. Um, the scenes which were sought afterwards, so from the dugouts between the two sides, there's a bit of a debate and an argument in regards to who starts that because there's been videos shown of one of the Newcastle coaches throwing something yeah, yeah, yeah. towards the Liverpool dugout. But then on the flip side of that, there's videos and screenshots of the Liverpool coach and stuff. I think it's one that looks like Decker that starts <laughs> kicking off and sticking his fingers up. And stuff, and yeah. That was brewing all match. Yeah, they'd been, they'd been needle all game. Like Tind- Tindall had, had had a few few run-ins. Klopp was, was arguing constantly throughout the game with the fourth official, with Tindall, with Howe. There was a couple of times when, when Howe and Klopp had to, had to be pulled apart because even the commentators were mentioning you know, the, the handshake at the end might be a bit uh, frosty and stuff like that. So there'd, there'd definitely been a build-up of, of things happening. Um, and both both benches were getting involved. But I think the, the, liver, the Liverpool bench celebrated excessively, which mm. obviously is what then goads the, 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 uh, the reaction, doesn't it? Um, there's one of the shots, obviously, where the... the Whatever it is that's being thrown across is because there's there's members of the the bench are on the on the pitch mm. running on and celebrating and stuff like that and I mean I, I've I've been in that heat of the moment where I've had something in my hand and it's gone that and I've I've thrown it to the ground or or, or, or sorry, whatever. Sorry, Hillary. <laughs> <laughs> but de- it's definitely that when I've had a few bottles and <laughs> so and things like that. So it's I, I, I kind of remember a moment in a derby. I, that was the one that we watched it in Shiraz Bar and something got launched off a wall. <laughs> was it a Copperberg bottle? It was it a bottle of some description? <laughs> um, but yeah, obviously, scenes get a bit ugly. Jurgen Klopp is stood there with this horrible smirk on his face, just sat there grinning like a Cheshire cat. And <sighs> do you know what it is? You look at the two differences between. Pep Guardiola, when we played uh, Man City at home, and the credit which he gave this yeah. side in Newcastle United and everything which was happening. 
compared to Jurgen Klopp and his post-match interview and, and how he he wasn't gracious in victory there, Absolutely was he? Not, he, no. he, he? He not necessarily over-celebrated. He was just a small little get. But he certainly over-celebrated when he went to the cop. Mm, Richard Keyes yeah. was, was all over it. <laughs> yeah, so he did his usual fist-pump bullshit thing to the to Klopp. And once again, the Jurgen Klopp show, which you expect these days. And I think it's it's left a sour taste in our mouths as a fan base. The fact that the Liverpool fans didn't stay back to celebrate that victory with Liverpool, but they stayed back to boo Newcastle off the field. What is really, all that about? I, I really don't Liverpool understand players that. were already off the field I really at this don't point. understand it. Why, why, why are you doing that? It's, it's mental. It's, I, I've got no interest in how, like, a, a team coming to St. James Park and staying behind to boo them off the pitch. It, it's strange. It, it, it's absolutely strange. It really is. And um, Eddie Howard was questioned on it uh, afterwards. And I don't think I've, I might have the Pope's. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Eddie Howe was questioned on the fans booing Newcastle. Perfect response. Yeah. He says, ideally, we are booed off every week when we play away. We're here to win and to compete. We don't want to be popular. I was proud of our players. 100%. Nail on the head. Yeah, there. yeah. We're going there to win. We're going there to try and, you know, beat the team that's that's in front of us. And if that means frustrating the the supporters and that team, then that's what we need to do. Mm-hmm. We don't want them to, to have an enjoyable experience when they, mm-hmm. they come up and play. With. We want to put them under pressure and make them feel uncomfortable mm-hmm. because that means we're doing our job and we're doing our job well. I've never seen a fan base piss and moan about a win. As much as that, it's, it's my head it's, can't figure it out. You know what is it? It's you go on social lo- media, losing and it's just Liverpool fans whinging about us. Morning, morning. You yeah. won the game. You won exactly. Imagine what it had have been like if they hadn't got that goal, though. Oh, we had got that. Klopp second. would have. He would have combusted. Mm. Like it, it, I honestly thought he was going to lose his teeth at, at one point. The way he was bloody spitting down the camera and uh, mouthing off, like it's just, it's it's mental. Little old Newcastle, you know this this little club in the northeast, no history, causing absolute small club havoc at the moment, aren't we? You'll love to see it. it it's it's that thing, mate. And and every single Premier League team and every single manager now will be looking at Newcastle United again. We do not want to play them, whether no. that's home or away, because this side is good, very We've very got good. The, the the side, the team's confident, the fans are loving it and are, are fully behind. You know, in, in support, and you know, there was there was no doubt about that last night because up until they scored, you never heard a peep out of mm. out of the Anfield crowd. And you know, I'd argue that's every single time that we've been there. Um, you know, we we've been, we've a, been a number of times, times and been a bit let down by the, it's, the famous atmosphere. It's, it is. It's 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 the famous Anfield myth. The brilliant for the first thirty seconds of the game because the the singing. And got the flags and the scarfs up and yeah. the cop, and then as soon as it kicks off, nothing. Mm. And all all you could hear for for the majority of that game was the Newcastle fans. Yeah, New, Newcastle are the side to, to to watch these days, mate. We're really hot, and 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 that's if you're looking at that game last night, and that's without your three star players. It, it really is. Yeah, yeah. And like we said at the very start of this one, you put Saint Maximin back in that team. You put Bruno back in that team. You put Callum Wilson. He could even 
both of them could play, Callum Wilson and Isaac. You, you can force both of those in there in some sort of formation. That is a team that can hit you really hard on the counter-attack. Yeah. And not just the counter-attack. We can control games these days. And it's something which we haven't done for a long time. And I think the credit which which we are giving Newcastle as a as a football club and as a team right now, yes, absolutely fantastic. But you're seeing a, a shift in the in in the tide at the moment. You really are because there's a lot of pundits and a lot of those in the media that that laughed the appointment yeah, of Eddie yeah. Howe off said that no player would want to come and sign for Newcastle. They'd rather go and play for Brentford. They're watching ten thousand pound less. They're it? watching this side because we are rattling some cages. Yeah. Like absolutely, it's. It's fantastic to to think that you know we we're upsetting the apple cart and mm. certain clubs and certain people don't like it. Yeah, because yeah. we're upsetting the status quo and we're upsetting what should be happening in their eyes at at the top of that that league. And you know that's not me saying that we're going to be you know challenging at the top of the league. It just means that those that are up there aren't getting their own way. That, that's exactly what it is, mate. That, that's what it is. And, and people are standing up and, and looking at Newcastle and, and they're worried about what we might do yeah. in the future. So far this season, we, we, we've gone toe to where everybody. And and yes, yes, it was the first game which we've lost this season. And, and it was a, a hard pill to take. It really was because... It always is when you, we'd, we'd when done, you, you get a, got more than a, last, a last minute winner and even more so when it's in the 90th minute. But... On the flip side of that, we've we've done that in the past couple of seasons where we've been the one scoring the late goals yeah. and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I know as a fan how fantastic that that feels. I, I still remember Isaac Hayton scoring against Chelsea. Chelsea. That was a fantastic Less moment. Last season. Um yeah. So but that's that is again why I don't understand the Liverpool players mm. and the Liverpool fans going on the way that they they do because I had nothing in my mind in those moments other than Celebrating and enjoying it mm. because we'd pulled something out of the out of the fire. Yeah, of course. Um, before we, we, we wrap this one up, okay. If anybody has got a, any questions that you want to fire our way, it doesn't have to be necessarily about the Liverpool game. It can be anything to do with Newcastle. It can be about the transfer window, which is going to be closing in two hours' time. Um, send as many in as possible. We'll go through a handful before we wrap this one up. Um, a mention here from El Grande Salmon that says, outside of the goal. The highlight was the abuse that Rio got live on camera. So <laughs> the Newcastle fans chanting, Rio is a wanker, I think the chant was. Yeah, and yeah. and he, he took it well, Rio Fernand, to be fair. <laughs> he didn't have much choice, to be did fair. Did you see he? how close he was to <laughs> he the He was the literally, fans. why did they put the cameras yeah, in? Well, that's like, I mean, obviously anybody that's been to Anfield will will know, as a as an away fan, you you are literally that close yeah, yeah. to the to the touchline and to where they're, they're staying in. Lindsay Hipgrave and uh uh Given yeah. were absolutely loving it. Even Mac Man Mac Mana 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 Man yeah. was uh, I think having Rio, a, a good laugh they about it. it. And they said something Rio said something, or oh, when you say something slightly unjust or slightly yeah. something he said, then Lindsay Hipgrave turned around and went slightly. Yeah. And that's obviously referring to his defence of Mike Ashley and saying Newcastle fans should put their own money together and buy the football club. It was numerous things, wasn't it? For Mike Ashley. Uh, but yeah, it was great to see it was all taken well. So great, that'll happen every time. It was quite funny that it. even she uh, she was talking about like you you can hear the ring great voices and stuff like that. Really pushing the fact that he was getting so much grief, mm. whereas normally it would be oh well, sorry if you've picked up any bad language on <laughs> in the sound there. Yeah, um, right. But he is so, a one, isn't he? Um, let's have a look. 
So the first question is from Joel Patterson, who is a member of the channel as Hi, well. Hi, Joel. Uh, so like I said at the very start, if you do want to become a member, your messages show up uh, a little bit bigger than everybody else's, so we do get to see those more. Uh, and we will go through your questions first if you are a member. Uh, so he says, when Wilson is fit, do you think Isaac Isaac will play on the wing alongside him or will they compete for the same spot? I actually think we might push Wilson to the right. Remember remember when we played, we played about maybe half a dozen, four or five games where Wilson played out on the right and was coming in? Mm-hmm. I think we might have played Miggy through the middle. To, to, for me, we if, also did it with Joe as well. If you put one player on the wing, you would probably say he's that because he just looks like he can fit anywhere across that, that front three. Very similar to, to how we used to, to use Remy. Remy used to play anywhere across there. Then my ball got shifted out with the left at one point yeah. as well. When, when I could see him going out to the left because of the way that he likes to float in and stuff like that. Position but away, though. That's, that's the, the issue there. We'll see. That, that's a headache for, for Eddie Howe. It's a very good headache to have. But at least now we can say we're, we're not solely relying on, on Callum Wilson. No, I know it was only no. one game. I know it is. But from what we saw in that one game, in that, that brief, what was it, 60 odd minutes he stayed on the field? It's he looked like special, the real deal. Special. He did. He really I mean, did. I've got to say, on, the, on that right wing position, I thought Miggy was was fantastic last night. He he never stopped all game. He's had a great he, start he was season. all over the place. Um, energy levels, chasing things down. Um, I, I, I thought he was terrific. Yeah, he really was. Um, right, so next question. Let's have a look. <clears throat> it's from Grant Marshall. Uh, he says, is Joe Linton irreplaceable? He's priceless to us. Uh, there's no one in the world of football who can do what he does. There's no one that's ever been in the world of football that does what Joe Linton does. <laughs> I mean, I've always loved Joe, but I'm just, I'm so just tough from you. Yeah, like, yeah. I know, I don't know. We've sat here and, and we, we've always been fans of Joe Linton, not necessarily because of, of what he was doing in regards to to being a forward player, but the character that you were showing, the determination, he never gave up, no matter yeah. what. And that's what we liked about Joe Linton. Yes, he, he wasn't a striker. We all know that he wasn't good enough to play up top. But I'm just so chuffed at that his Newcastle career did not end yeah, at yeah. that point. It, he's Reborn. Fortunate to, to be in that position. It, it was sheer luck how it happened. But he's he's going nowhere. Him like his mental. He's, if he's we're just, losing one player, I would be gutted if it was him. You know, it, uh, he's just turned into one of one of the Premier League's best midfield enforcer enforcers and box to box ball carrying midfielders. He's he's just, he's, the, he's just got the real everything he, to his game. He's that absolute whole package, man. He's if just, he could just add a little bit better finishing, yeah. maybe I think we'll give up just, on that. To be fair. That would just maybe tip her over the edge a little bit. I, I think we'll give up on that one. But I, yeah, I'm, like like you've just said, there, I'm I'm over the moon for him. Um, everybody loves him now, mm. and it's just you know the, the the turnaround in circumstances that that he's had is is just brilliant, and you know that's why we've got a Brazil flag on the. On the front of a desk, which you can't see on camera at the moment, not but it is, there. Not it is there. Still there, though. Um, right, next question is let's have a look. This one's from Graham Dougal. That says, uh, Do you think we're sticking to 4 3 3 or moving towards something like 4 2 3 1? Once again, just another headache for Eddie Howe, but the players that, that are at his disposal now, especially attacking players, 
the, the so many not not formations just to stick with. Yeah. He can change those in game now. And we've seen yeah, yeah, it before yeah. with anyhow. If things aren't going the way that they've been set up for, there's going to be a backup plan. Yeah, I think the, the the midfielders that we've got they're so fluid in the positions that they can all they can all drop in, they can cover each other, they can all push forward. Um, it gives us that ability to just to adapt to to what's happening on the on the pitch. Um, and game to game, we we might change. We might have to, you know, go. And when we're we're in possession, we'll be push, pushing more numbers forward. When we're defending, they'll they'll drop back. It just gives us that that flexibility in what we've got with with the players there now um, to be able to do it. Yes, there's probably not as much strength and depth as depth as I would have liked to have seen. We we all talked about you know the the positions and that certainly that right midfield position being a, a bit of a worry, but. You know the form that Miggy's Miggy's been shown this this season, as you've just said, he's 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 eased that a little bit. But then you just think you're, ne- you're next back up to that Murphy, and that maybe doesn't fill you with as as much confidence. But Fraser was was great again last night as well. Um, I've got an apology, just not to you. <laughs> I've done it again. So I'm sorry, <laughs> Tobias. Have you just blocked somebody? I've put me in a timeout. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm sorry, Tobias. Oh, poor um, Tobias. He did ask a question. He's actually a member of the channel as well, but I've pressed the wrong button. I meant to start your comment, but I've put you in a timeout for five minutes. I'm like Subban <laughs> I'm putting people on the naughty step. Tobias, get on that naughty step and sit there for five minutes. <laughs> I'm sorry, mate. I didn't mean to do that. I really do apologize. Hey. This is why I shouldn't be left to do all this and talk at the same time. We need a producer that needs to sit over there behind the scenes and, and do all this for us. It's a lovely desk that we made for them. He might make it back on um, before we end this one. I'm not sure if he can still watch or if it stops him watching. I think it just well. stops him uh, being able to comment, doesn't it? I'm sorry about that, mate. Sorry, um, Tobias. I think his question was, if I remember it right, <laughs> I can't put it on screen, obviously. He said, um, how would you rate the transfer window out of 10? Ten. Let's go through players, right? So Nick Pope, ten. Brilliant. Yep. Mighty Target. Target. Ten. We wanted to sign him, so ten. I'm going to say eight, okay. just because he's had, he's missed a couple of games, hasn't he? Okay. With injury and stuff like that, and he's only, he's only came back in. But when he has came back in, he's he's been at he's been at he's good. He's what we can expect from him. Okay. Uh, Botman. Eight. Yeah, it's hard I to think tell he, he hasn't he, had Yeah, yeah, it took him just a, a game or two to bed in, but the, the game at the weekend, I thought he was was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Strong, won. I mean, there were stats in. He's won every aerial battle that he's gone in for. Um, he, he'll grow as a player through this season. We're getting used to the, the pace of the, the, the game in the Premier League, the, the physicality of it, the pace of it, and uh, he'll... He, he's going to be a, a big, think, big player for us. The final one is Isaac, if I remember right, or we brought another one in. Uh, Pope, Target, Botman, Isaac. Yeah, I can't think of it. Am I think, tell us if I'm forgetting somebody, people watching, but I'm pretty sure yeah, Isaac's no, the last one. He's like, what I saw yesterday 10, 10, 12. I, yeah. <laughs> Just based on that alone. It, like, Is there anything that you, you, you're disappointed that we haven't done? It's a winger for me. Yeah, it's that it, it's that right wing position. But as I say, the form of of Miggy is, has eased that somewhat. But 
if anything happens to him or, you know, his, his performances drop, then you've got a bit more of a worry there. You then haven't to, you know, maybe put Fraser in there to cover, which he did, he did ably last season and, mm-hmm. and did well there, but it's not his right position because he's on, on his wrong foot. Um, I, I like but, Fraser, but once again, the, the issue with Fraser, similar to Callum Wilson, is how many games are you going to get over yeah. the season? He, st- he managed to stay fit for a, a good portion of last season when he was having his, his run. Um, and obviously the games that he did, he grew, he grew into it, grew in confidence, and his performances went with it because he was getting regular football time. Mm. So um, so overall, I'm, I'm rating that as a solid 8 out of 10. Yeah. I really am. I would like to have brought a couple of loans in but he just apparently obviously the news today was was apparently that there was money to, to be spent today but Eddie Howe wants to bring the right characters in and he doesn't just want to bring players in for the sake of numbers and rightly so the, the one which worries me is Dubravka going out on loan yeah I, I'm, I'm on the fence with that one I'm, I'm not Dolo's biggest fan I don't think he's a bad goalkeeper but Newcastle have been very nice with this situation with Dubravka. They've let him go. Yeah, He's I think the, and, and they've, they've been nice to the player the, rather than being selfish. The comments the that have came, you know, there hasn't been direct comments, but you can read between the lines about what's been said by Eddie Howe and what's coming out in the press of that. He wasn't happy playing second mm-hmm. fiddle to to Nick Pope. Um, and I think that's what's, what's sticking in a, a lot of people's throats is that he's happy to go and play a second fiddle at, at Man United. Second fiddle that. and get more games. So, arguably, I mean, yeah, he might, he might get more games in, in the Cups, potentially Europe, something like that, if they, they do it. But he's a good keeper. He'll, he'll push De Gea. De Gea hasn't been great the last few seasons, but is he going to go in there and go straight in? You, you can't see it. But uh, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a bit of a, it's a shame because he's he's a good player. It, it it does leave a little bit of a bitter taste in my mouth. Um the the fact that he's going and he's going there and the fees and, and stuff like that aren't so aren't particularly great. Andy Hamilton said Debrauka has already posted something on his Insta saying, Come on, lads, or something related to Man United playing tonight. Well the com- who, eh? The comment the the comments about Obviously, when he signed, for, and I know he's not going to say, "Oh, I'm good to be here" or whatever, but he didn't make any reference to to the fact of you know what he's leaving behind or anything like that. It was just like all about what a great club they were and how how happy he was to be there and stuff so like that. So at this moment in time, Newcastle United do not have a player with number one, no, on the shirt. So Scott asks, "Does Pope get the number one jersey before registration closes?" There's not many people buying goalkeeper kits. Shirts with with Pope on the back, is it? I wouldn't know. Like, do people buy goalkeeper shirts with numbers on the back? Yeah, I've seen a few of the goalkeeper shirts. Have you? Yeah, they're nice. The keeper shirts. They're nice, but have you seen somebody with with names on the back? I kind of think, probably not. Yeah, I reckon Pope might get that number one you shirt could do, before. Could do. Maybe they'll uh, they'll do what we've we've done in the past, where if people have bought the shirts and they've got Pope twelve on the back, that they'll take the two off. allow them to take it back, <laughs> take it back. <laughs> And exchange it for a, a Pope one. Well, that's a, that's a good shout. I didn't didn't think about that really. Uh, but yeah, that's what's done it. It's it's been what I was thought was going to be pretty aggressive and and, and frustrating recording tonight. I've I've actually enjoyed this this moment Look, event. As we as we said at the start, there was there was lots and lots of positives to take out of that that game, and that's what you've 
you've got to cling on to because there's nothing that we can do now about the the result. It's it's gone. It's done. Yes, it's disappointing, but you, you put that behind you. You now move forward. You're looking at that weekend. You, you're looking at taking that that aggression, that pace, that fight into the match against Palace at the weekend and sticking it right up them. Why? Um, so yeah, thanks everybody for watching tonight. If you haven't already done so, uh, like we're saying there, don't forget to like the video. Uh, it does mean a lot to us. It, it it basically puts this on other things on YouTube as well, showcases across everybody else's channels. So like it will probably like pop up on Adam Pease or something like that. Hi, Adam. Friend of friend of the channel, a friend of the channel. Like friend it now, just channel. hit that little thumbs up button. Um, takes no effort whatsoever. Do want to become a subscriber? You can do that. Costs you absolutely nothing. If you do want to go that one step further and help us out as a YouTube channel and podcast, you can become a member. Like I said earlier, you do get extra things with that early access to, to most videos these days. Um, you do get access to the Telegram group, which currently has over 130 people in there. That does come with a mobile phone battery warning, <laughs> however. Um, and and basically, that's just a group. It's very similar to WhatsApp. It, it just basically gives you that opportunity uh, to join like-minded Newcastle United fans and have a bit crack throughout the day. I really enjoy the Telegram group. It's a good laugh. In it's there mental. The, the, well. the amount of messages. And obviously, the, the last couple of days with the transfer rumours and uh, all of the stuff today with the, the transfer deadline, there's just been hundreds, hundreds and hundreds of messages. Mm. Um, just everybody excited, talking about who we're being linked with, the the, the normal the normal rumours and stuff that you see on Twitter, but then everybody starts dissecting them, getting into them. Yeah. We've got plane spotters in there as well. <laughs> so it's it's all going the group. It's a good good fun place. But yeah, there will be more videos this week as well. Um, obviously, you will have a match preview, uh, which was recorded before we went live tonight. So that has Scott and Matt, I believe so. Um, you will be getting a episode of Fantasy Premier League show as well. That is getting recorded later tonight. I think that's actually getting recorded at 10 o'clock or even afterwards as well. So it shows you the dedication from the FPL team side of thing there as well. Um, recently, you've been getting two videos a week from them yeah. with it being double matched. People, people that have been watching it as well, you might have seen uh, our our special guest, uh, Mitt Rivich, who's been hosting it. What? <laughs> what are you talking about? Mitt Rowe, have you not seen the, uh, the new host, Mitt Rowe? Who? It's been covering. You like, Go and watch the videos. Of what? Go and watch the FPL videos. I'll watch them. You'll know exactly what I'm talking I about. I haven't got a clue what he is talking <laughs> about. Uh, but yeah, thanks very much, everybody. Uh, Freddie says, is Sam Fender at St. James's Park getting announced tomorrow, we think? Has Absolutely. To Has to be. I'm telling you, yes. We are first in line as well. So we'll see us there at that gig as well. If he's doing two nights, I'm going to both. He's definitely two. Uh, uh, he's allegedly. He's definitely. I mean, allegedly. Two nights. Two nights. Uh, we'll be here. They have both I take care. as well. Um, thanks, everybody. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Sadly, no transfer news for Newcastle United, apart from loans going out. But I think we're all expected that one, to be fair. Well, there's one that we were linked with. Ainsley Maitland-Niles is, uh, has joined Southampton. He's gone. He's signed. There's a picture of him holding the shirt. So that's definitely one that's not coming yet. Okay. But we'll go now. <laughs> thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Those are all catching up on the audio. Uh, we Press shall like. see you next week. Love you all. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. 
In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.